1: Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. Then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond. Because it's No Holds Barred. Will you back down!
0: Bar-, Bar. Hey, you
1: unmuted this time. Nice I work. No, I figured out how to do it. Good fucking job. I'm learning. And imagine him screaming it. Uh- anyway, we're here on Don't be huh? shocked at my behavior. I don't know. We've, been, we've been together so long. That I don't understand why you're shocked. I'm not.
0: I'm tired. Just tired of it. Like who wants to do it? I don't. Over here. Snow Hole's Bard. If you're watching us, you can see the depression on my face here on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Leave any comments or thoughts in the comments below. Give us a like as well. If you're listening on our podcast feed, welcome there too. You can get this in audio or video form, and uh, both are featured at northsouthconnection.com. How do you feel about pandas? I love fucking Red Panda. Have you seen
1: her? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. You're talking about the movie or the animal?
0: No. The um, performer.
1: No, what is that?
0: So Red Panda is uh, this Asian woman that rides on a unicycle and throws plates in the air and catches them on her head. She's awesome. I've seen her like live four or five times because she usually plays one Providence game uh, a year at halftime. Uh, oh. and she plays this cool little song, and she wheels around and throws oh, plates see. in there and catches them, and it's really cool. So she's my favorite Why is panda? she
1: called Red Panda? She's not wearing red. She's not red. Sometimes she wears red. Uh, there's like 10 pictures of her. At one point, she's wearing the United States flag. but I, wouldn't oh, I think really she know.
0: wears all different stuff, like she does a lot of shows. I think she why is she around.
1: called Red Panda? No fucking no. Look it up. I don't you care. In, I just like You her. brought her in. I know why Red Pandas are called Red Pandas, because they're red.
0: I don't care why she's called it. You said, would you like pandas? She's my favorite panda.
1: I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe she'd be my favorite too. Maybe the red. I don't know. You're going to see her live. You're going to see her live. It's a whole. I'm not saying thing. she's not talented. It's like Big I just... Show's hands. You're going to see it
0: live to really they, appreciate it. Is her
1: head the size of a frying pan? Yes, like Big yes. Show's?
0: Yes, King. Uh, Alright, so we are here every other week going through our greatest F World Huddle Change Ever project. So we've Uh, moved along quite a ways here Aaron we started way back in 1963 yeah and here we are now in 1997 this is going to be our 36th match that we're breaking down It's going to be I'm sorry no wait I'm off on that because we haven't colored them in
1: uh this is our 41st match that we're going to be covering it's because the ones you haven't you have to put them red I'm doing it now so that ties it into the red, panda, red conversation. panda yes uh
0: all right so this is survivor series 1998 mankind versus the rock the finals of deadly games uh we have a bunch of
1: categories that we rate these matches on aaron that helps us dictate the scoring what are those <laughs> uh yes we definitely want to be uh, up to date on the dictating um mm. yes it is match dictating. quality significance the moment uh build and aftermath
0: mm. Okay. When you good. when you
1: hear aftermath, do you sometimes hear aftermag?
0: Every time. Not as much now that we're on video, but audio, I heard it every time.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway,
0: all right. Oh, God, fucking nerds. All right, let's uh, go ahead. We're queued up here. We're on the Cock slash Canadian network, and mm-hmm. the time oh, is Netherlands.
1: Netherlands. 42 ish. If you're oh, on Peacock. If you're on the Netherlands network, it's 218 15. Okay, very good. Rock is about to come out. He's just emerged from the set. Uh, so let's count in.
0: He's looking three, annoyed. Three, <laughs> three, like me. Two, one, play. Just quit the show
1: like you quit the rumble. Just quit Fuck, that show. I shit. want to quit everything.
0: I know. All right, here he comes. I like the set, the big skull with the torches. Love it.
1: There's a like- massive, I mean, I know we didn't watch the other thing. There's a massive difference in the reactions for Rock and Foley. Oh yeah. Foley gets like nothing on the entrance. The
0: I'm so unused to like dark-haired, young-looking Vince I after like the burnt-out husky he is now. Um <laughs> It's just like he looks so much more like a mob boss. Like this point,
1: this is when it makes sense that he's getting pussy.
0: Yeah, right. It's
1: like okay, and he's fucking everyone. I Shane. love this little segment with Shane and the boss man. It's yeah. such great foreshadowing. Shane's
0: it always bothered me the way he does his hand movements, like the. Like when he goes to slap a hand, like he's it's so much extra motion, like just slap his hands. He's like, yeah, he, he has really the whole thing weird... he used to do when he came to the ring.
1: Yeah. It's a really weird control over his body. I think we saw yeah. that at WrestleMania 39. when He yeah, fell on weird. his back. It's weird.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Did you watch this tournament live? I did. I didn't. I did.
1: Oh, I didn't. So did you have it spoiled then?
0: Yeah, I mean, so I was a freshman in college. So we just didn't have capability. I didn't have a car, so I couldn't go anywhere to like watch oh, okay. it. I definitely remember filling out the bracket. WD dot com had like the fillable March Madness style bracket where you could do predictions. Yeah, um, I probably had Austin winning. I'm guessing in my
1: picks. I don't think I had Rock over Mankind. That's for sure. I think I had Rock winning, but I never in the way that they did it. No, I don't. I mean, Mankind felt
0: like a joke entrant. Honestly, like he didn't. Yeah. Like him making to the finals, when you watch it back, makes sense because Vince is using him as a patsy the whole time, right? But yeah, going in you didn't get the full vibe. Like I, I thought the mystery man, um, was more likely to potentially, you know, beat sorry, him But I thought the mystery man was going to be the guy that gets pushed maybe through it as well. Like it would mm-hmm. be like a name. I mean, not to go back to two years earlier, but I think Savage was rumored again.
1: At this oh, time. was he?
0: I think so. Like I remember that being like a talking point like on the internet that oh savage is going to jump and be the mystery guy um i think i think dr death was rumored still too
1: at this point like yes not like, for, mint, the yeah. corporate champion dr death is going to be the corporate champion yeah
0: yeah that was a big rumor at the time for sure
1: and it's um, funny when we think back now they really did pick the perfect guy for the corporate champion
0: oh yeah i mean it's and, and the, the fact that they did it. Like, it was just, they got lucky in a way because he gets so fucking hot as a, as a like tweener face in the fall. Yeah. That it makes it so much more impactful. Like, if the crowd didn't latch onto him that much after SummerSlam, it may not be as t- intense. But, yeah, um, you know, and, and Mankind hadn't really shown any reason to like be a lovable face yet at this point since he had turned heel as dude love earlier in the year. Like, you know, I guess you have the Europol stuff, which is kind of like goofy. But,
1: yeah. Other but... than
0: that, like, he hadn't done a ton of like, Okay, this is like our next big lovable baby
1: face. Like, he's a guy who gets beat up. That's what it, that's what he was yeah. in '98, and yeah. until he suddenly wasn't, right? Yeah, he's because... like this slob with a ripped t-shirt, like it is, you know, or a button-down shirt. It's like I and I hate this look he has tonight with the yeah. bow tie. Like I think he just looks terrible here. Yeah, it is. That's why, like, you never would thought like this dude is going to be in the finals.
0: Um, mm-hmm. but I will say, yeah, because it was spoiled, I think I've never fully resonated with this show and the story throughout it because I just kind of knew it going in so I could appreciate its greatness but I don't have that like nostalgic feel of watching it live and unfold um as it must have been really cool like to see it play out
1: I think it's done well enough that and I mean at the time I remember being surprised by what ends up happening like and especially the way they the way they did it like the way they set Rock up to like go through everyone with like the subtle cheating is actually really smart. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just, I'll never forget him like catching the nightstick or like, yeah. you know, like all that little shit that like looked like he was outsmarting everyone. Right. But in retrospect, I set up like, for him. That's yeah, That's it. I think they do a really good job masking it because I, I know I did not see it coming. I I thought he was going to win, but right. I thought he was going to win as a baby face.
0: Yeah. They mask Foley <coughs> kind of getting. Like, not being the guy, too, as it's going. Because it's like, okay, they're really helping Foley out through all this, you know?
1: And even, like, you can see when uh, they're coming out now, Vince and Shane. Mm -hmm. But you're going to see as they come out... They're actively cheering for, um, yeah, you know, look at how Shane's, Shane's clap. He doesn't move his it's weird. Everything's
0: weird with his hands. Like his he's el-
1: Like when you clap, your elbows move. Yeah. His elbows are in. Like it's strange. He's like a
0: lanky teenager, you know, he's like in his early twenties.
1: But his dad doesn't move right either. Like no one yeah. walks like this. Even Stephanie right? too. No, uh, uh, Linda, we know. <laughs> no oh, dexterity. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Ross is calling him little John Wayne here.
0: That, uh, I mean, he, he, it almost gets lost in the show that he turned at this show. Like, he yeah. feels so natural with Vince as a heel here that you just assume he had already been a heel. But I mean, you know, he was the face getting on, he was on Austin's side and all that going into the show. So, him screwing Austin is such a big part of it. And
1: he was busted down to lowly referee.
0: Right. And I feel like them taking Austin out, uh, it felt like Hogan and Andre at four. It was like, oh shit! Like Austin's already gone. Quarterfinals. Like it was like surprising that they did it that way. Um, You know, and then the Taker Kane stuff, obviously, part of it. I like. I mean, you know, I think Savage winning at four is probably the best tournament moment they've ever done. But this is this is the best tournament they've ever done. This is the best
1: turn. Well, not in not in ring wise, but story wise.
0: But even like uh, star power because four has a lot of guys like, you know, we did that tier ranker, right? Like it was like, eh, (laughs) like a lot of guys weren't really in contention, but you look at the names in this one, like even a guy like Shamrock was getting really pushed. Well, so you have Austin, you have rock, you have taker, you have Kane, you have Shamrock. That's five like star level dudes at this time. That could have probably believably won. I mean, Shamrock was pushed as tournament tested. He had just dominated that. um, The one on raw for the IC title. Like he was seemed like he was getting rocket pushed So, I mean, like that's, I think it's five guys going in that you, or six, right? Austin Rock, Taker Kane, Foley Shamrock. So six of the 14, like, I think were like legitimate possibilities.
1: I think yes for the world title. I think maybe there's been some King of the Rings where it was more like, because the problem is, is that like, there's 14 guys in this tournament and the rest of them are all scrubs. Yeah, but, but like, not even like, I think so. Like, I mean, look, Regal is a scrub at this point,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, Jarrett, is a scrub. I don't
1: think Jarrett's a scrub. Well, I mean, this is this point. Like, I just think that the difference, like, the difference between Randy Savage and Rick Roode in 88 is nowhere near as big as The Rock and, say, Savage and Bravo, know. though. I don't know. Bravo was still presented strong. like a Yeah, threat. but
0: 98, I mean, the one thing you could say about this year is, like, any of these guys could do anything at any time. Like, they were mixing it up across the board. You know what I mean? Like,
1: I, I would agree they're mixing it up. I just think, like, there's no chance Al Snow's winning this right? Like, and I know in every tournament you have someone like that, but I just, I find that when you get to 98, the the gap between the main eventers and everybody else is much wider than it usually is.
0: But they were also more open to taking risks. Yes. I think. Yes. Like rock, like rock was kind of still an IC guy coming into this. I mean, he had never really been in a world title match. Like at this point, you know, like if you, it's tough to look at a retrospect and think that, but like, you know what he had done had been IC title all year. Shamrock, yeah. Hunter, uh, even a breakdown is for the IC title, right in that cage or whatever.
1: No, that's number one contender. Oh right. Um, right, right. I mean, you could make the argument too. He lost to actually... Henry at No Mercy, so it's like I know. that was weird. And then why is Henry not in the tournament anyway? Um, yeah. What's interesting too is that like you can say it's it's even less of a risk. Like they they mitigate the risk by making him a heel. Like I think it would have been right. riskier. To, to have him go but this hurt. this
0: finals is a risk yeah i mean like putting mick foley who had been like you said a rag doll for most of the year um yeah he was a world title contender earlier in the year but at this point it was really kind of a comedy dude so you have a comedy guy wearing a tuxedo shirt that's presented as you know he's bringing clowns to hospital rooms yeah. against like a guy that had really never been in a world title picture while you're you're icing austin taker into a lesser kane. extent kane um out of the is final, the, so I think it was a risk to put these guys, and you're elevating both of them to the main event in this match, which is important because yeah. after this, they're your main event picture for the next four months or whatever. Although
1: Mick has kind of been a main eventer for like a long—not in this character, though. I guess not. I mean, Dude Love's just such a weird, strange character. I mean, like this version of mankind. I guess you're right. Um, this chair shot is pretty sick. Yeah. The one on the outside of the ring. He's just smashing the stairs into him. See this. See what I think is interesting about this is, as I was watching it today, I started thinking about. It feels like the, it, and maybe this is nitpicking. It feels like the book. This chair shots of the head is disgusting. Um, it feels like the booking is a bit off considering mm-hmm. what they're about to do. Because at this point, Rock feels pretty dominant. So it's like, why would he need? Or well, not?
0: yeah, he needed it to get to this point though. I guess to this—he's dominant in this match, but to get to this point, he was handed the golden ticket throughout the whole show. You know,
1: right? But the way they did it made it look like he would he had. It was feasible that he outsmarted all those people. Yeah, but he didn't. Well, so but yeah, I guess. But but I think he probably could have handled himself against all of them too. Like maybe I, it just—it feels like like it feels like Mick should have. Yeah, taken but he—it
0: doesn't only get handed his wins. He gets handed Austin getting taken out. Taker and Kane getting taken out. You know, what I mean, like all that is like part of his wins, right? Like, um Sure, but o- Foley awesome has all one's the same big things, one. right? Like
1: they they but made... they knew they were
0: gonna fuck Foley in the final, so it didn't
1: matter. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like it there's something about this match that feels off as I'm watching it. Maybe it's the constant rest holds, and like I get that they're tired, right? They didn't need but... to go 25 minutes. I-, I think that's the problem with this. Like it should have been like 10? 10 to 15 and out. Like that's I- all they I- needed. Especially when you're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Right. Like need it doesn't need... Also, it's not 25 minutes. Cause you're looking to the end. It actually ends pretty early. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They got the whole, yeah. All this stuff.
0: Uh, <laughs> is this their best book pay-per-view in history?
1: I mean, storyline wise, it's probably up there because, and I mean, look, maybe someone will have a completely different experience or you'll have someone be like, well, I knew it all along, but like, I don't know, to me watching it, originally was a complete shock in terms of what they do mm-hmm. um and they do it in a way that's believable either way like you could watch the show like if you watch the show and didn't watch the main event you could you could have a completely different view of how the rock went through the tournament right right and i don't think that's an accident i think it's really smart
0: yeah i would say it may be the best story pay-per-view ever and i remember it it's a pretty infamous the first time we reviewed this on ptb um I maybe mean, it was either on the podcast or it might have been the written review. Mm. Maybe it was the written review when Scott and I did it the first like way back. And I remember giving it like a C or something. Because I was like, the matches all suck. Um again, like I, I had never had the nostalgia for the watching the story unfold. Mm. And I remember just getting torn apart by like people like How can you give this that great? You know, like this is an all-time book show. It's about the story, not the matches. Which to me was ironic because that was probably like the mid 2000s (laughs) when the move stuff was like at its peak. You know, I mean, like that was the yeah. Everyone hated the Hogan shit at that point, and and the Haas stuff, and everyone wanted work rate. So like, I remember being kind of surprised, like, oh wow, like the feels on the show are high, despite it being like, what's the best match on the show is probably two and a half. You know what I mean? Like in ring, I know it doesn't matter. So it's like, whatever, but right. Sham- what is it? Shamrock and who's he fighting? Isn't that like the best match? I'm going to check. Um, I Shamrock got Foley maybe or something, but, or Austin Foley maybe.
1: Yeah. I-, I feel like you're right in terms of two. Like I was thinking about like, how c- could they have made it better? Right. As we're talking about it now. Mm. And like, I was like, oh, maybe they put Austin in the finals, but then that, I think that ends up taking away from what they do later. You can't do Austin and have him lose to Rock and get screwed. You just can't. Like having Austin go
0: out early, it, because I like it as a plan by Vince, because you don't want to risk a guy as lethal as Austin beating Rock in minutes before they can unfold their plan to screw him. Right. So yeah. I think getting him the hell out of the way yeah. early, so there's no, you know, they feel a little bit better that they can take advantage of a dolt like Foley, right? Because that's how they play it—that he's an idiot. Um, that they can yeah. pull the ruse over on him. It's a lot harder to do that to Austin, who's going to probably come into the match a little more aware, even though he did get you know put hoodwinked by Shane earlier in the night. But
1: there's 14 matches on this show. I have three matches at two and three quarters. Yeah, Austin Bossman, I Rock Shamrock, and uh, Austin Mankind. Yeah, I knew there was a good Shamrock. The, um...
0: yeah, I would say it's it might be the biggest dichotomy show they've ever done. Where the it's like the best storyline arc with the worst possible in ring <laughs> but that tells you how good the story yeah. is that people love this show despite how bad the matches are but that's you know you think 99 is being that year but it kind of really starts here um really the fall post summer sam 98 through like most of 99 when kresky takes over is really like when it's their worst in ring meshed with the best storytelling characters like that's i would say that's like September ninety eight to September ninety nine is like probably that run, yeah. Right there of like, the the stories are awesome, the characters are awesome, the shows are great. You're into it, but in ring, like you get I, three minute matches on Raw. Like, what's the matches of the year? Like we talked about, it. it's like,
1: like ninety nine. I think it's the uh, I think it's the Tit Final, and that yeah. comes in October, right? Yeah, like, and so until then, it's you know, Austin I would argue Rock, probably that. a Backlash or fifteen, and then Test and yeah. Shane. I mean, like, I'd argue, too, that, like, in 99, they kind of squander a lot of the guys they have. Like, they kind of squander Foley in 99 a lot, right? Well, he's hurt. He's pretty messed yeah. up. I think that was part of it. But Taker even Undertaker. He banged like, oh, he's banged him. up, too, though. Yeah, Foley. They're like, I mean, Undertaker. all of them, yeah. Like, so, like, yeah, they really needed that infusion of that WCW talent in 2000. I think that really turned things around. And the Easton oh. guys. Like, I know Taz oh, gets definitely. kind of buried, but whatever. But
0: him and the Dudleys coming in and them pushing the young guys, too, like, Edge and Christian yeah. and the Hardy's, like all that helps a lot. But uh Foley took a great table bump <laughs> on that spot. Yeah. Um, I mean this feels it's going good like the crowd is pretty hot and it's um got like a good chaotic car wreck vibe to it for sure.
1: I just find like, like I, I don't know. I find it's a little bit all over the place for my liking. Yeah. I but do it, like it.
0: it's okay for a tournament final though, like it feels like it's just two guys that are just throwing everything at the wall. In, it's a, in like too long. the biggest match. Yeah, it is yeah, too
1: long. It's just too long. That like, because like, you know, they have that spot where like they do the leg drop on the table, but it barely hits. Like it yeah. looks bad. Like this is cool. Cause it's like the last people's elbow as a face for like a yeah. really long time. Great kick out by Foley. I like that. Shane keeps the ref shirt on. <laughs> I know. Well, cause it, cause you're like, okay, he could, cause I, you know, in some ways you're like, oh, okay, he's going to go in and count the rock out.
0: Yeah. Right. Is this the right call? Should Rock have to stay at a face in one? Or do they need that reboot as a heel to really launch him?
1: Because he's not heel that long. Like, he turns in, like, May of 99, you know? I think the reboot gives him the best outcomes. Okay. Like, I think if it's not, you probably don't get... Because you don't want Mick as a heel feuding with him in in the late winter. Austin will eclipse him in the WrestleMania Mm -hmm. anyway. So, I think this is good, the way they do this. I love too that when uh, he does the soccer, the crowd boos. Yeah, like, uh, see, uh, to me, that's the testament of how well the story is. Is that mm-hmm. the crowd is still firmly behind on the rock? Oh yeah, it's
0: a great swerve. I mean, it's is it a top three Dodi swerve of all time? Like, well, what do you consider a swerve? Well, a take surprise. Montreal out. A surprise, like a real big, not a surprise appearance, not like Warrior comeback. A I like a turn or you know unexpected expect you know. Well, number
1: actually. one, number one is The Undertaker losing to Brock. Yeah. That's yep. the biggest surprise they've ever done.
0: Um, Orndorff turning on Hogan is like a, but you kind of saw that coming. Yeah, maybe.
1: It's got to be up there. Like for sure.
0: Right. I mean, it's, it's pretty high. Not surprise appearance, just surprise in a storyline. Story like, oh line. shit. You know, like you didn't see this coming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It might be. Brett turning,
0: maybe. But even that's foreshadowed all in in early 97. You can see it coming. Even as early as Survivor Series 96, Vince is, like, shitting on Brett. Like, all through the winter, he's, like, basically saying he's, like, a whiner. Sean is calling him a whiner.
1: Yeah. Maybe Sean coming back. I I don't know. Go squashing Hogan, maybe? Oh, maybe. Okay, so we get the people's elbow to Vince. Puts him in the fucking sharpshooter.
0: This is the only time the Montreal callback works
1: i know i i was thinking that today too it's like okay it's a year later it makes sense and the crowd is it's interesting the crowd cheers but then boos like it's Mm -hmm. because they haven't figured out what's happening yet i think it's much clearer what's happening to the television audience in this instance
0: i guess austin turning at 17 would be up there him, him joining Vince, you probably didn't see that. Maybe. And
1: maybe to a lower level,
0: ECW and WCW coming together on that Raw. I don't think that yeah. seemed obvious at the time either.
1: No, it's, I'd agree.
0: This is a good moment with the rim hugging. I know,
1: it's perfect. And it makes sense, like, because, because he was always their guy, mm-hmm. right? He's been their guy for as long as he's been in the promotion. Right, yeah.
0: I mean, yes, he's a, the third-generation right. superstar, the blue chipper. You know, yeah. Vince hyped him as a face. And then even with the initial Austin stuff with the icy belts and all that, like, you know, he was kind of being groomed to be the guy. And this is a good payoff to the fall. Like we, we talked about a breakdown where Vince screws Austin out of the belt and now he gets it on his guy by the end. And he fucks over Taker and Kane, you know, they beat the shit out of him. And he's like, all right, well, you're not my guys anymore. Foley's just stupid to be my guy. And he's definitely not a corporate champion. Yeah.
1: He fucks over Taker, Kane, Austin, and Foley. Yeah. And the fans. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how upset the fans were by this. Uh... Well, I mean
0: they were—they wanted to cheer The Rock. It was like I remember there was a sentiment at the time that was like, oh, what the hell? Like, Rock is so over. You're turning him heel again? Like, that, that was definitely a thought process. Like, is this kind of a ballsy move to take, like, a guy that's getting that over and go heel again? Retrospect tells you it was a brilliant move because just when he was heated up again, they turned it, but
1: Yeah. Oh, he looks so good with that belt on his shoulder. Is he the best uh is he the best guy for that belt?
0: <sighs> yeah, I mean Austin after 14 does look good with it.
1: But he, he gets rid of it almost immediately for the smoking yeah. skull, right? Like no, um no, isn't that later, the skull? Oh, maybe it's later, yeah. I don't know, isn't it's just t- after 15. Maybe. maybe, maybe it's because maybe it's because Austin um originally won the winged eagle. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he feels more in that era, even though he's not.
0: No, I mean, Rock looks awesome with it. Yeah, Actually, I think Triple H looks good with it too in 2000. Yeah,
1: and so does Angle when he yeah. wore it.
0: It's an underrated belt. Yeah. I think everyone was so angry with the
1: winged eagle going away. It probably caught some un- undue flack early on. Um, It felt like an updated version. Uh, to me at the time, it didn't bother me. Looking back, I wish they would have kept it. But at the time, I remember thinking it was just an updated version of that. I
0: love how dismissive they are to Foley. That they're doing their villain speech with him just standing there. Like they don't even give a shit. Like that he's still like they're not kicking him out. They're not beating the shit. They're just like, yeah, you can stand there, clown. Yeah, um, you know, maybe they were thinking he's so dumb he may just stick with the team too, right?
1: Yeah. Well, right now it looks like he's going to because right. he's just standing there listening. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the Rock was good. We didn't know how good we had it when we had the Rock. I did. <laughs> Dude, oh, yeah. I, I remember a few years ago, my buddy and I might have been around, maybe more than a few years ago, around 2012 or 2013. And we're like, remember when we, like, now we're just happy if Rock shows up once? I remember we used to get him every week?
0: God, it seems so short, too, in retrospect. Like, it's just crazy. Because he went to do the movies and it was like, uh he's, you know, I'll do a few and come back. And then it's like, oh, shit. um No, no, he's gone. And here they are beating the shit up fully now to solidify. Yeah
1: yeah
0: rock bottom and this is a really good way like they find a nice way to kill time till mania with this because rock can be eaten up by foley for 3 months. Yep. Austin's got to chase the title shot, chase McMahon again. Um so it gives them you know, it really keeps them busy nicely through the winter into mania season. Which you knew at this point was going to be Austin Rock. I mean, it was just obvious. Yeah.
1: And that's why you can't do Austin Rock in the final here. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what other finals they could do. I suppose you could do Shamrock, right. but they'd already fought so, <laughs> so many. So good times. as a heel. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I think I mean I mean there's a world where maybe you could say they could do Foley, rocket mania to pay off the story one last time and fully wins for good there. And then you can Austin... only do
1: that if you're doing Austin McMahon at Mania. Yes. Which, Which I could, mean you could have done. You could have done Austin McMahon in the cage. You in could
0: America. have done Austin Big Show too.
1: Yeah, but that it's funny because to me, that feels like a step down.
0: Not if you build him right, because he was a big deal when he jumped. Remember Vince did the whole, we know how to book giants. And if he really comes in and destroys them on raw, when he debuts after Valentine's day, you could, you could have made it a big double main event, Foley, rock Austin, big show Uh, or Austin McMahon. I mean, there's a world where it's 15 better with those two. If you take that Valentine's day massacre cage match and put it on mania, with mankind beating Rock for the, the title. Yeah. Because what if you? I hate to take away the Raw match because it means so much to me. But could you have never had Foley win until then?
1: Yeah. So you have Rock Foley dominates
0: him. Um, Foley wins the Rumble, or or you still do think Vince wins the Rumble and Foley beats him for the title shot, and then you do Austin Vince. Austin helps Foley. You basically do the Raw match where you do Foley versus Vince, where yeah. Foley beats him for the title shot and Austin helps him, and then you do Austin yeah. Vince and Foley Rock. Foley finally wins a big one at Mania. Yeah,
1: I mean look, 15 you could fix in a lot of ways. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it's not a great show. But like, I mean, it's funny. The best match on that show is Austin Rock, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it's the worst of their matches. So I don't know. I think you're there's probably something interesting about switching those two things. Do you like um, this ending?
0: Or should you just end it with The
1: Rock? Uh with Austin coming out. No, I don't. I don't like it.
0: It feels like it's jobbing Rock out. I would have at least had Rock leave with the McMahons and just have Austin stun Foley and, and drink. I-
1: but I don't even like that. Foley's been shit on enough here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So doing like, this on anyone just run off rock and stand in the ring and stare at him or something. Yeah. I think having him come and throw down at the rock and beat him up is like
1: unnecessary. Do it on raw. Yeah. Like, we know. We know he was cheated. We don't need that little extra. Like, yeah, I mean... Yeah, we don't. All right. Let's get to our grades here. Um, sure. So, as we were watching it this time, in terms of match quality, I actually bumped mine down to a four. I'm gonna go three. Um... So three is like a one and a half star match, right? Yeah. All right, four. I guess it's like a two, two and a half. Well, yeah. I I originally had it at two and a half, but as I'm watching it and when I see how long it is and how I think it could have been better shorter. I really I don't think, like this post-match. No, but that's going to be in the aftermath category. Yeah. Well, that's more moment than aftermath. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Um, I don't think this is a particularly significant change. And I think the reason is because of all the changes that are about to happen after it. I think it's you get it gets some points because it's rock's first win. Mm. You're elevating him to the main event. yeah, but this doesn't this doesn't to me this doesn't feel like rock taking that next step the way it does say at backlash two thousand,
0: yeah. Middle of the road feels right. I mean, it like you said, it's big as it is the first rock main event, it establishes foley as a face, which is a big component for his final year. Um, it pays off the s- storyline that started a breakdown with Vince screwing Austin out of the belt. So there's definitely like you know, some significance to the story itself, and it makes yeah. rock a star. But like like you said, like a lot of it kind of gets washed away anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, all time moment though. Yeah, I'll I'll go 10.
0: It's I- the swerve is legendary. The man, the Montreal callback, like we said, the only time it ever worked. Shane at ringside, you know, Rocks promo. They should have ended it there. I think you could yeah. maybe, if you want to get nitpicky, ding it a point for that Austin. You know what? I'm going to. Because what mm-hmm. I really didn't like it. I'm going to go nine. I did not like that. Him coming out, beating up The Rock, beating up Foley, and then doing it on The Rock again. Like
1: it just felt, un- it felt gratuitous you know what? and unnecessary. I'm going to do it too. Yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah. I I do love and I mean if you haven't watched this with sound and this is for anybody go back and listen to the crowd's reaction when he wins. It's so weird and different. Like mm. it's it's a cheer but it's also like what? Like yeah. Really unique. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion in there.
0: Uh all right. Uh builds we're both going 10. I mean yeah. the the build from Breakdown's awesome, the setup of the tournament the guys in the tournament, the march through the tournament. <laughs> <It's> the <laughs> tournament, Yeah. Everything is so great. It's, it's an all time class.
1: And classic. I mean, you could go even further back to say like this build starts with the yeah. Zamboni attack, right? Yes. Because that's when the title is declared vacant. Yeah. And so you get everything that's involved in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and yeah, and just for the tournament alone and how well booked the tournament was easy 10. Yeah.
0: And I'm going to go eight for aftermath. Um, I know rock bottom is in there, but I just, I love everything that this turns fully into rock grows as a corporate champion. And I think it just launches their whole rivalry. So it's not just like to the next one. And that's not even a title change. So our next one's really raw, which I love. So like from yeah. here to that raw is really well built because you get Foley earning the title shot, getting screwed, getting fucked around the corporation grows here too. Uh, they bring in Sean as commissioner that plays a role in the that's right. title change. Austin goes, uh, you know, goes away after the, um match with Taker, the buried alive, but then he shows back up there, like him getting his revenge as part of this. So mm-hmm. um I'll go eight. I, I think that month after this is really good. Even though I'm not a big
1: fan of the Rock Bottom match, uh the story for me for this next two months is really good. I'm gonna just go seven. Uh and I think that like I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think Rock Bottom is like sneakily like a like a not an all time bad show, but like it's one of the worst shows in a hot time. Yeah. And so, and I think this is part of it. I think, I think rematching them might have been uh, at least at, I think, I think the feud heats up again after mm-hmm. Rock Bottom. And I think yeah. the bulk of this time happens before Rock Bottom, which is why I'm at a seven instead of an eight. Yeah. All right. So that gives us a total score of 71, which makes it our. Oh, it's going to tie. It's tying. Oh. No, you just put it in there already. Okay. I did not, you. but I think our producer did. Oh, um, perfect. so that is our eighth best match.
0: Eighth. Oh yeah, eighth best match. You're right. Yeah. Would you have expected that? No. Certainly. Before not. we started this episode, I was like, no, this won't even be top ten. <laughs> yeah. No, but no. I forget how much like the moment and all that stuff really weighs in. I mean, it's yeah, if you're kind of with us for the first time on this project, you'll are real you'll realize when you see our top ten too, like it's not the best match. it's everything that surrounds the title change, so it's the match yeah. itself, how important the title change was, the aftermath of that, the build to it, like we, we're counting all of that in the it's it's not the match for us. This project is about the changing of the title and
1: all that goes into that, yeah, I mean, look, it's a test look our our number one is still the Montreal, yeah, right, and you would never confuse that as the greatest title match of all time, but. No. For our metrics, it is right, so yeah, no, that's that's pretty cool that it's uh, that it's eighth place. All right, before we show our top 10, uh, we got some
0: information sent to us by our other producer, uh, Jennifer Smith said, uh, Red Panda made the city's sunset district, which is nearly half Asian, her home. She performed free shows, primarily school assemblies. Locals soon invited her to perform in Chinatown's New Year Parade. To them, I'm a young kid just starting, news says. Her act needed a marketable name, they told her. She bounced ideas off uh, fellow diners at dim sum restaurants. Red, a lucky color in China, would bring good fortune to her daring feats. And the panda is the country's national animal. So combining the two brings us to the name Red Panda.
1: Why would you want a panda as your national animal? Well, that's a whole different conversation. Why it's fucking stupid! That thing, that thing's a dumb animal. You it's ever not. seen them try to try to run or something? There's it's something wrong piece. with. All right, something wrong producer with Tim,
0: let's see our top ten.
1: If you got it ready. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I think I think it's it's really cool. Cr- no, listen, I, I don't appreciate my uh, our friend Jenny saying my face is a dumb animal. You're a dumb animal, not just your face. All of we're you. all dumb animals. <laughs> all right, here's top our 10. top top 10 um all right so let's read it out for the listening audience mm-hmm. uh, number 10 wrestlemania 4 randy savage uh, over ted dibiase with 67 points number nine hulk hogan defeated randy savage with 69 points very good number eight what we just talked about the rock defeats mankind with 71 points Yep. Uh, number seven, Randy Savage defeating Ric Flair with 72 points. A lot of Savage. Uh, yeah. A lot of Savage here. If we could stop changing the sizes, <laughs> my eyes are exploding. It's a carnival uh, number, game. You to stay with uh, it. Number six, uh, Andre the Giant defeating Hulk Hogan, 75 at the main event. Number five,
0: Hulk Hogan defeating the Iron Sheik with 76 points of that. That's like our best example of what this project is about, because that's like what a five minute match at a house show. But we, again, we grade on so much other stuff that it's about the change, not the match. Yeah.
1: Uh, Number four, with the opposite of what we're talking, Ric Flair wins the 1992 Royal Rumble, 78 points. And then
0: we have a big jump to our top three like that, that there's not a lot separating 10 to four. Like it's no, you know what? Nine, 11 points between those two. yeah. Um, so spread's tight. But now we go up 12 points to number three. Bret Hart defeating The Undertaker at SummerSlam 1997 is our third all-time.
1: Yeah, number two, Steve Austin defeating Michaels at WrestleMania 14, 93 points. And then just narrowly
0: beating that with 94 points
1: is Montreal. Shawn Michaels defeating Bret Hart. Um, do those three, like, because, you know, sometimes you do a project and you look back and you're like, oh, maybe I'm, like, do they feel off or wrong?
0: No, I think yeah. SummerSlam's the one you could say doesn't belong, but it's just, it's so, it it's so good and it pays off so much stuff with the Canada and Sean versus Brett and Taker's title reign and Kane's
1: teases and like it's just such a perfect story and, and great moment that and it's carried and it's actually a great match.
0: That's it. Whereas it's the, the best ones... of the top three in reign.
1: Yeah, yeah. by a lot for me anyway. Yeah, um,
0: and I think fourteen in Montreal feel right. Um, I don't know if I would have thought Montreal would be number one, honestly. Um, no. But,
1: yeah. But, I mean, when you think about it, though, and all the stuff. Like, like when you look at our scores for Montreal, right? We both gave it a seven for match quality. Mm-hmm. And then it's tens across the board for everything else. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't. I, I think that there's an. There's no I way to argue I, that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you could. But, like. Not really. Know, maybe you knock it down one or two here and there. But. It's still top three. Um, yeah. I, When we did the 92 Rumble, I thought that was it.
0: Uh, I was like, oh, you know, this is probably going to be tough to beat or whatever. But, uh, you know, I keep feeling that way, but we keep getting top 10 stuff. But we're going to get out of that era soon. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm interested in where this project goes when we get like, to like
1: 2 To Randy Orton and John Cena trading their belt in 09. Yeah. (laughs) Those matches are going to be long.
0: Why do we have to end this on a depressing note? Um, All right. Anyway, so we're here every other week. We're doing this. Uh, that rotates to draft day. All right, so we'll be back next Saturday with a new draft. Be sure, to check out everything we have here at North South Connection. We got long, longer form podcasts, some of them are simulcasts, audio and video. Uh, we also have video only specials, which are a lot of shorts. So like you hit 15, 20 minute games and lists, uh, different stuff like that. We do too. A lot of great creators. We appreciate any subscriptions, any comments, any sharing, uh, are really big for us. Likes, all that stuff helps us continue to spread the word. I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for everyone who yeah. contributes to the awesome Connection. Much appreciated. It's Aaron, I'm JT. Drop the dookie. We're out. Talk to you next weekend.
1: Bye, Jockass. Uh, Die